Welcome back to my podcast here. You know, I'm set up here by the window, looking out, watching the snow. It's really kind of beautiful tonight. <clears throat> Got a good drink here. It's been a while since I've had one of these. Pretty good. And I'm kind of sitting here thinking about life, you know. I sit by this window, I have this perch here for my cat. I'm using it like a, a desk for the moment. It gives me a lot of room to think. I've had, uh, this week, let's say I just had to take a week off, not by choice, but by exposure to things. And um, it's given me a lot of time to really think about life. It always goes back to my dad, you know. <clears throat> I, uh, I'm in a room where... Hmm. Ten years and five months ago, my father uh, passed away right over there. It's a porch that we made into a room back in the day, and I, I visit it, and I think think to myself about, about him and what he would think about these times that we're living in. And I have a lot of memories good and bad in this room, I sitting there thinking about it all. And my, my point is, I've been watching and reading a lot of what people have been saying. A lot of it kind of plays with your mind a little bit. I know uh, there's a woman in uh, the United Kingdom that uh, her daughter Charlotte passed away. My, my father passed away from pancreatic cancer, but her daughter passed away from uh, a, a brain tumor. And I, I really was touched by reading the story. Very touched. I saw that she has uh, videos of Charlotte that Charlotte had posted. And I spent the past couple months here and there knowing how the, the young lady passed away. It's a little rough to watch some of them. To If you overdo it, the emotions are just too much but you get a feel for who she was <clears throat> and Charlotte's mom was posting something the other day about uh, just some of the memories and unfortunately unfortunately and fortunately but never fortunately when someone battles a disease that's fatal such as that you see their incredible strength you see what they live through you see what they live for you see what they're built of. And I know in this room here, I saw that with my father. I saw a man in that hospital bed, didn't want to give up. He didn't want to give in. And he felt so incredibly bad that people had to help take care of him. He said, you don't, you don't have to deserve having to go through this. And I kind of laughed because it was like, well, what, what better am I doing? Oh, I'm just going to go camping or something, you know? Yeah, really. Um, you see how selfless they are. And much the same things that this woman's talking about, her daughter I saw with my father. Different circumstances, of course, but when the, the series of grief, the series of life that humanizes you and brings you back to what truly makes you who you are.
It makes all that other stuff not matter. It really does. And I've taken those lessons just like this woman said with her daughter. And I want to encourage all of you, look into Charlotte's bag. It's it's a great charity. I might even post post the link. I'll post the link down in the bottom here. Uh, this charity I'm talking about. I want you to check it out. Read about Charlotte's story. Look into her life. And... Uh, much the same way I wish I could do that with my dad. I had all these things on my dad. And, you know, a week after my father passed away in this room. In the other room I had a computer and I had all these files on it. <laughs> and I'll never, never forget this. It was a week to the day. And I'm sitting there watching, looking through all these photos that were really things that, yeah, I'm glad I don't have. They were him in his best times. You see, when someone has a fatal disease like that, they don't just die right away. They hold on and fight until it gets the best, let me put it that way. And I had a lot of memories I'd rather not remember. But I'm on the computer, and I turn it on, and I'm looking through these photos, and all of a sudden, the screen just goes black. Well, I thought, okay, you know, this was Windows, I believe it was XP, maybe before that even. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'll just turn it back on. Well, it, it it didn't turn back on, and I had somebody that said, hey, I'll fix it for you, put it out on your steps out here, I'll show up and I'll uh, pick it up, I'll, I'll get those photos back for you, Will, don't worry. And... <laughs> I'm laughing now, but I wasn't laughing then. Somebody looked out, pulled up in the truck, didn't really get a good look. They put it in their car, and I thought, okay, that's the guy that's going to fix it. And I waited a few days, and I said, well, did you, did you fix it? And they go, I didn't pick it up. <laughs> so apparently somebody took the computer, thinking it was left out for trash, and uh, I lost everything on my dad of those unfortunate memories that to me though were about his battle about his fight but more importantly I have them in my heart I have them in my mind that I know what he went through to me these battles come in stages of hospital visits and Moments of hope and moments of faith and moments of incredible sadness and heartache and all these things you're there with a person. I don't believe I was saying to Charlotte's site or I left a comment somewhere that you go through these battles with somebody and uh, you sort of go through it with them. You're in it with them, even though you live You've seen somebody you love and care about fight these, these amazing battles, these powerful, powerful battles of their life. And you see what they're made of. And uh, I think this year has really changed for all of us the aspect of what can happen way off in the future. And this, this week I've been exposed to 
something, shall we say, that has really made me think just how, and this isn't the first time, but it's made me think just how much we forget. We get caught up in all the nonsense. This person said this about me. This person posted this. This person has this opinion of me. This person doesn't even know me and has this opinion of me. This place where I work, this and that, this car I have, this payment, this whatever. And trust me, you can get real serious. I've had people really try and go after me this year in ways that I, I was in shock. <coughs> people are all wrapped up by the same stuff, but we all have the same precious time here. So I'm not here to take that from anybody, you know, I'm not here to take their precious time. I've been through somebody that has fought a disease for their life. Where that all ties into things is a lot of those things we take for granted. We start to realize that we never should have. So this podcast is not made right that now this one to be a negative one. I just want to tell people to check out Charlotte's bag. And I'm going to look up this, this site because it's something that reminds me of just humanity. I say this along with uh, people like Kay with her daughter, Molly. I see it was Charlotte here too, and her mother just wrote today. Sometimes I wish I'd never kept a diary of your cancer journey. Other days I'm so glad I did that I can celebrate the days we laughed along with the days we cried. That's so powerful. You can go to charlottesbag.com. I guess it is. It wasn't that difficult. And there's a uh, YouTube channel as well. It's in the heart of Charlotte and people like my dad you always go back to. Because even though you've lost someone, even though you've been through this incredible journey of all the emotions, I've been through it with numerous people more than my dad. A lot of people. Make sure remind yourself of who you are as a human being, as a person. You have friends, you have role models, and you have people that are your guiding stars. But who are those guiding stars in your life that you're the only one to tell their story? And how important that is to do it. I think of myself, my dad, I've told a lot of stories on here about him. And I think of Charlotte's mom, people like her that have taken their grief and turned it into purpose. Purpose is a very, very important thing. In fact, it may be in a lot of ways, the whole ways that the earth turns on its axis by. Our days can be 
meaningless or meaningful. If you got that guiding star like at night right here, I'm watching it snow and I'm watching there's a star that's just shining right through the cloud as I'm saying that. And I'm thinking that's exactly what I'm talking about. All those clouds are kind of representation of all the bullshit in life, the things that get in the way. Oh, and there's the moon up there too. It kind of looks like a smiling face just looking down. Like, who are you kidding? You feel that? I'm sure we all felt that at one point. I don't want to talk how people passed away. I want to talk how they lived. I want to talk what their meaning of life is. So I'm going to go into that. Oh, before I do, I want to ask everybody one of the things that Charlotte's mom uh, really would like is for a lot of people to follow her story on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. It's not even a matter of giving money to, to the cause. If you can't, you can't. But, you know, give her a heads up on my, my part and just give it a good thought. I want to get on to purpose because I think about all those people that didn't have the opportunities, be it for whatever reason, and the importance of what the opportunities in life mean to you. What does that mean? I come from just a little bit above Appalachia, Pennsylvania here. And there's a whole score of different characters in these areas. There's people that are really out there, I tell you. But I had the opportunity when I was younger to go to high school and get out and think, what am I going to do with my life? And this guy that has a YouTube channel was talking about this. I'm not going to tell his story totally. Uh, he has a college degree, but he was saying how he came from a poor place, and these people just kind of were, doors were open to them to college. They didn't have to work for it, and they wouldn't work a job because they still looked down on him because he had to work for it. I had to work for every damn thing I've ever had. Nothing was ever handed to me. Sure, I had a family that was there for me. That's very important thing in your in your life <clears throat> all those classes all those people i met all those things it was my own journey it was my own guiding star shall we say and i saw some people whose stars were a little kind of clouded over by those clouds they don't totally make out what they thought they were they thought those stars were Big sums of money they'd get at the end of a long road, perfect life, woman by their side or man by their side or whatever. Well, how soon and sorry they were to be disappointed because as the man in the YouTube video says, you know, it's, it's not about that. And I was watching this and totally felt everything he said about it. He said uh, he went into investment 
Me, I went into psychology. When I was in college, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was looking into a bunch of different colleges. There was Edinburgh. There was Gannon up in Erie. There was Clarion. I love being up in Clarion, but my dad said to me, he says, son, he says, I can get a Scotty trailer and a space heater. You can find a place to park it. You can go to class and study in that. <laughs> I'm picturing myself in this. Scotty trailer about six foot by ten foot with a table, a little lamp, <laughs> space heater, and trying to sleep in that, live in that, eat in that, everything in that and go to class. And I thought this 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 isn't what I want to do. No, no dad, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Again, I, I go back to my dad, but I don't always wanna Totally lived by his ideals. He may be my guiding star, but he didn't always think, look at things the whole way through and see them for all the details. He was a dreamer. He was a sailor. He followed stars and all the ships he was on didn't always in World War II get him from point A to point B the way he wished. He, he learned to uh, take that and modify his journey to be self-reliant. And I think that's what he was trying to say to me. He was trying to point out something so ridiculous to me that I'd say no. And then he said to me, he's like, well, then you can go to a community college and then get a four-year degree and pass it on and go on to a higher school. And I said, yeah, that's a better idea. So I went to the community college and I... stayed local at first there were these pilot branches and I went to them never forget how everything goes full circle a lot of my good friends from high school wound up being there I had Valerie taking classes there and we'd got alone a couple times and sit in the car I'd show her pictures I'd taken so I was into photography we'd go get a bite to eat somewhere talk and it was better than the old times because it was just us it wasn't about anybody else or placating to somebody else's beliefs or views of us or anything else I was fortunate to have those guiding stars in my life and when Valerie passed away, I still had her ideals of the guiding star. Just like my dad, just like this woman talks about her daughter. I had other friends in school. Let's speak of another kid that passed on. <laughs> when I was in elementary school, there was a kid that needed a multiple organ transplant. He's since passed on and they had this run for Ryan thing, Ryan Mickinick. I ran a track and I kind of laughed because my dad said, you know, every lap you do is a dollar that your Uncle Steve's going to give for Ryan. And I think I did 14 laps around that field until I almost collapsed. It meant that much to me. And now in the college and there's, there's Ryan. 
we had a lot of we had a lot of problems dealing with situations in life and uh, people were picking on them. Finally, one day I had enough and I just stood up near these football players and I said, you know, I said this in a previous podcast, I know, I said, you know, he's been through more than any of you. And I got right in their face and I said, he has been through multiple organ transplants and has problems he has from that. I said, who are you to make fun of him? And Ryan was like, you don't need to do that. And I said, no, Ryan. I says, man, I ran those 14 laps because I believed that even though my $17 or whatever it was I owed, I earned for you, would make a difference. And I said, I'm still that kid looking up at that star. Ryan, uh, Ryan was a good guy. He later got a job at Walmart, and when he passed away, I saw it in the paper, and I got a little little tear in my eye because those were some of the best college days when I'd get to sit and talk to him. I later went on to the bigger bigger campus and made a lot of friends and my various groups of characters. All that time writing poetry, falling in love, getting to know, and that trip every day. What am I doing this for? Well, I'm, I'm a liberal arts major. What, what am I doing this for? To me, it had always been, you know, give myself a little more time to figure it out. And just so happened, I did really well in psychology. Psychology was fun to me. This one teacher, she says, you know, you're either going to be a bartender or you're going to be a psychology something. And she said, if you go for the big money, you'll be a psychologist. If you go for your heart, you'll be a philosopher, a poet. And I didn't know which I wanted, you know. And I figured the universe would always steer me in the right direction and I knew people like Vicky that my friend out in Kansas City that uh, always encouraged me. Dear friend of mine and I knew in my heart of hearts she always one of those people be there all your life. You know, you have people like it in your life that the stars that you guide your life on. Because their ideals are the kind of the ideals that uh Our true laws in this world of decency and fairness and kindness ethics, you name it. And above all, friendship. They don't turn their back on friends. So I was talking with her and she was says, yeah, you know, you should go for psychology. A couple other people said that. And I transferred to University of Pittsburgh. I didn't go to my graduation any of them. I didn't go to my one at the first college or the second. And the second college, it was a big step up. Like, it was, to transfer the credits and do the step up of classes was very, very difficult. 
I found another teacher of mine. She's passed on. Randy Kesky. She was a founder of the feminist movement, one of them at least. And uh, I deeply admired her and took her for almost every class I could get because I learned the most from her than anybody else. She liked my poetry and she liked my writing. She would reply to all of her students in emails that were like paragraphs, short stories, epics from the heart. And I found with Randy that not only did I learn from that class, I learned something that wasn't in books. She would challenge you to learn about yourself and to see why you were doing it. When I graduated, I didn't go for a job with the big money. I went for a job the past 20 years I've been doing to make a difference. And in that time, many of the clients I've had, I've lost many of them. But to, to soothe my soul for meaning and find purpose. I took my art seriously because I realized my art was something that would live on far after me and it was something that I find everything in it. That your soul will give you to sustain itself. I think that's that's right on up there up there with that, you know. Great Mark Twain once said, "Don't part with your illusions. When you're gone, you may still exist, but if but you have ceased to live." I did not give up on my dreams or illusions and. I took that to heart. I haven't gotten rich. I haven't been one of those people up in the one town I lived in that went to this big dance recently I heard about, you know. Had nothing to flaunt. And I think with my success I found people of the same cloth. Whether they're millionaires, poor, devoted their life to something purposeful, or just dreamed of doing it. Each one of those people had a guiding star like that, and like that, and like that one over there. And you too, old moon, looking down, smiling, his majesty is something really special. You know, when you look up at the moon, you think it's white. Because it's reflecting light of the sun that you can't see. But in reality, it's all different colors. 
and you really have to look. Sometimes you see a face. That's a lesson each one of these people have had. All my contemporaries. A lot of these, these great writers I know that uh, have their moments of PTSD and their moments of self-doubt and their moments of believing in themselves. I want to finish this tonight. I was making this quick because being in this room when my father passed away, so much time has passed and so much is still ingrained in me. I'm not that much different than I was 10 years ago, sitting right over there. Wondering what the future would bring. Worrying that I wouldn't be the same person who was sitting over there without that person. Now reading reading Charlotte's mom's post today, I just wanted to say that and I send my love, my friendship, my deepest respect to, to them and everybody else that I follow on that's uh, been through something. Remind you that those people were your stars up there. So what's the value of an education going back to that? You know, my biggest fear at the time, I had a neighbor, Tom, across the street. And I went over with my diploma. Tom was a master at the ham radio, master machinist, master woodworker. He did everything. He was a historian. <laughs> but he never went to college. He looked at me and he said, that's okay there, Willie. He says, but you know, don't let that piece of paper get so heavy that you can't walk. I looked at him, I'm like, I didn't even think of that. I'm not like bragging about it. I'm just excited this is my accomplishment. And he says, no, 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 no. He says, you'll figure it out. And what he meant was not to let that piece of paper define me. I didn't go to college in psychology because it was a way to make money or it was a field or a major that I liked. Then why did I do it? Some of your richer people be laughing right now saying, yeah, why'd you do it? You don't have the job. You don't have the, all that stuff. Well, I think a lot of times when you're looking for something, how many times do you pick up a book? You go in a store, you find a book, and it just speaks to you. It's what you needed to know right in that moment. That's, that's the faith of it. Um, just sent a book out to Valerie's sister. Um, the Wayne Dyer's kids. And that's kind of what it speaks to. I hated the part with that book because it's, it, I needed that one at that time. Um, you're learning about yourself. You're learning skills that are tools. I'm, I'm not going to take some kid... It's never picked up a hammer and a chisel and tell them to build me a solid oak bed or a table or a stand. They're going to be trained on those tools. 
Those tools never taught them anything. They had to learn them. And something within them taught them the proper way to set that chisel into the wood, how to deal with the wood grain, how not to cut yourself. So I tell with all these tools, be it music, be it an education, be it something in psychology, whatever you go into, you're doing it for yourself and to learn. I'm thinking back to the guy's video I was watching. People making fun of him because he had to work for everything. He wasn't working for everything. It wasn't handed to him. He had to find out who he was himself. And thank God for those stars. Those guiding stars in life. So, uh, I'll take a moment there and leave you all to think about that. We've got a little bit of night left here. Dawn is soon coming. If you're blinded by all that in your life that gets you down, remember, even though you can't see them, those stars are out there. How's that for a metaphor?